Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. can't wait. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 39 of Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg, thank you so much for joining us. As always, Abigail Gardner, Jacob Walsh, how are we doing this evening? Hey! All Very right. well. Thank you. Thank you. you always hey is not big. an answer hey to the question. Neither one of those are answers hey. to the question he asked. Guys, uh, this is uh, in the spirit of Thanksgiving. I'm very grateful this is our, to be here. This, is this our official Thanksgiving episode? Yeah. It is. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, yeah, hey. We celebrate the holidays. Yeah, almost. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Most of them. Abigail, you always thank me for welcoming you. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate being here. It means a lot. Thanks for having me on every week, week after week. <laughs> like, I okay, so like one week, maybe Craig's not going to have you on the yeah. show, and you just have to sit like yes. and listen to him record. That'd oh, be fun. Oh, yeah, it's sad. Um, is well, it th- I guess it is the Thanksgiving show. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, we're recording this the day before uh, Thanksgiving, so... Thanksgiving yeah. Eve. Uh, we'll have this up, and everybody will be recovering from their, their turkey. Their big turkey day hangover. And their stuffing. You're going to be stuffed. And their families. Wow. Here's what we what recommend. What is that? Here's what we recommend. Why do we have to do all that? <sighs> Say, at Thanksgiving dinner... Make an excuse. Say you have to, you know, you have to go. You just got to go. You get up. Got to go through something. You get up. You leave the house. You go outside. You put on Yes Have Some Podcast. Hey. And you just enjoy yourself. Just sit in your car. Listen to a couple old episodes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the Jurassic what's a good, Park what's, what's a good episode? Yeah, the Jurassic Park episode. I like early on our Jurassic Park. Now, I will say, you're going to be <laughs> listening to this after Thanksgiving, so we hope you did that. But if you didn't, we can't help you. Right. But if you need to recover from Thanksgiving still a week later, then, you know, go in your car and go listen to our old episodes because they're good. They're fun. Or other podcasts, but mostly ours. You know, yeah. (laughs) Mostly, yes, have some. Um, Cool. So how are you guys doing? Uh, We're in recovery mode, actually. We're recovering. We had uh, Abigail. Marathon birthday (laughs) weekend. Are you guys recovered yet? It was a fun Yeah, I'm good. Jake's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm I kept fine. the party going on till Monday. I was still eating apple pie that Jake left, kindly enough, left for me in the refrigerator. So, yeah, I'm still partying. 
What about that's you? a that's a party to you, <laughs> just like eating pie he's, alone. He's mostly eating an apple pie by myself. Like most people with just, your cats. Yeah. Most people just. There's nothing wrong with it. I I ate the filling and then I threw the crust away because I felt bad about that's it. That's a bad what? day. <laughs> I know. Well, because that is the that well, because at that party. point I would have been eating pretty much the entire pie by myself. There was like you guys had had so? like a slice. I had a sliver. I'm pretty sure I ate like a quarter. To half of that thing, but I had like an entire piece of cake too. So <laughs> you, you did good. That's it like, it was good. It was my birthday. What so. is happening? What is that, that noise? Is that a it's ghost? a motorcycle. Oh, okay. The second up. Ep- so should we strip? go back into Fast and the Furious uh, yeah. talk? Yeah, it's yeah, Fast and the Furious Part Two. Part Two, Ghost Protocol. Uh, Dude, they just stole <laughs> something. <laughs> Jake, you're just witnessing like uh, crimes while you're recording. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, cool. so, don't yeah, stop them. Don't, yeah, don't. That's we gotta record. We can't. Right you know, time is money. Yeah, um, we're on the clock. <laughs> people say that. I'm not sure what it means, but time is money. Just keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. So we had uh, Abby. We had your birthday weekend. A lot of build up for a couple weeks. Talking about the uh, convention we were gonna go to. Yeah. Uh, it's like I stressed myself out thinking about meeting Dave Batista. I got it. I'll get to that later. But it was, yeah, it was an amazing weekend. Um, it started, I think, like. Friday, did we do something? Did we go to Waffle House? We did something to celebrate. We did something. And then uh, Saturday, the festivities really began um, with the uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, um, which that was just you and I going ourselves. And uh, we met Dave Batista, and I'll get to that later. Uh, it was very sweaty, and there were a lot of smells. Um, As conventions tend, tend to, to ha- they yeah. They have a lot of smells. But yeah, we'll get into that. Um then, uh, yeah, we did a lot of stuff this weekend. Um, later that night, um, I believe that was Sunday night, that we went to uh, Arabia Mountain to yep. see uh, where they filmed. Well, we didn't go to see where they filmed Pet Cemetery too, but they happened that's to. That's why Jake went. That's why Jake went. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. It's an amazing place. Like, I'd been going there for a little while. Um, only recently did I, like, put two and two together that that was where that was filmed. And since I've just recently gotten into Stephen King as much as I have, um, it just made sense for us to all go there. Got to check it out. Dude, we checked it out. We kind of got lost. We almost got lost in so the the long. Story Hold on. Sh- Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Jake's gonna back up. Back it up. Abby. Abby said <laughs> kind of, and you said almost. It was like scratch. The- scratch both of those. <laughs> we got lost. We did. We, we almost lost. died. We. There you go. So we showed up at Arabia Mountain. It's kind of like a public park and. They did film some of uh, Pet Cemetery 2 there. Uh, with the Indian our- burial ground scenes were right. filming. With our good friend, Ed Furlong. Good friend, friend of- yeah. enemy of the podcast, Edward friend Furlong. The Where the fuck were you, man? You know uh, what you did. You know what you did. Um, so <laughs> at, we wanted to check it out, and uh, we were with our buddy Hal. So the four of us, we made, took, uh, took a little ride out there. Uh, the sun was setting when we got there. Um and it's kind of like uh, there's like trails that kind of surround this. It's like a mountain, but also looks like a barren wasteland. Yeah, uh, full it's like of... a lunar landscape because it's like stone and stuff, and there's all sorts of weird like foliage and like moss and stuff that grows. And then there's some really cool structures. It's pretty spooky. Yeah, it's super spooky. It's like uh, it looks like there's gonna be like a bunch of like cult murders and like teenagers hanging out, smoking cigarettes, which we saw. Right. Some we of that. Saw some of that. Like we the stopped them. We, we said, said no. I walked up and I pulled a cigarette out of this kid's mouth. I said, you think this makes you look cool? <laughs> and he, was like, he was like, yeah. And I was like, you're right, it does. Can I have one? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, so, but what we were, we were kind of walking around. And Abby, you have this habit. 
I don't think Jake and Hal were prepared for this. You run. Yeah, it's like have y'all not you haven't seen the You run. run. I like it. It we was won. like it was it was a lot like a little child. Um it <laughs> was like it was energy. It was immediately like Craig was like, Okay, Abby, now don't go too far and we <laughs> turned around and you were gone. To the point and it was to the point where Craig multiple times had to be like Abigail, they like had to call out for you and like tell you to slow down. Well, that's like the whole point. That's why I go out there. Like I love doing runs out there because it's like it's abandoned. It's barren. It's like you see the the skyline, the horizon, um, and there's nobody else out there. Well, we did encounter a couple people, like one of which that had like a really big sheepdog. They were super nice, but it's just there aren't a lot of people, and that's why I like it. Like it's very therapeutic to be out there, and I do like to go out and do long runs. And I'd never been there when the sun was setting, so it was oh, like it was it's, setting fast, right? So it was like I was racing setting the sunset quick. and trying to get out as far as possible, right? So so by I time, just ran. yeah. By the time we turned around to head back to the trail, it was getting pretty dark. Uh, I think Hal was the main voice of reason, who was like, hey, we got to go back. I was like, what's with Hal? Like, you know, (laughs) let's just, you know, we should stay. We should just stay. Is he like one for, I didn't realize that like the sun was, I was having such a good time is really what it came down to. there's no light at all. So, uh. I didn't put two and two together that like as the sun was setting, it was like very poetic and romantic and beautiful out, but I didn't realize like, oh, we're not exactly on the path because like where we were on the mountain was nowhere near where we had you know entered on like a cutoff point from the path basically right. it's like the route that i always take and i thought i had it all together can... and then it felt like blair witch project and i didn't know where we were and like the, the brush was closing all around and like it looked like the moment where you're gonna see like eyes in the woods looking <laughs> out at you and like how was like where are we and everyone had their phones out like trying to use them as flashlights it was very frightening yeah yeah we, it reminded it, it reminded me a lot of evil dead where they like evil dead 2 when they come in on the trail and then when they're like okay well we'll just leave through the same trail and right. they go back and it's just gone i was like oh okay so we're in evil dead too yeah pretty much so we kind of started it, it, it went we from like dusk to oh, that tree's pretty cute right it went from dusk <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we all it was my trees. birthday yeah and that was so a good cool. birthday it present was good. It, was really... it was consensual tree sex eye-opening we're ecosexual yeah that's a thing i saw it on the news we don't just hug him. <laughs> Do a little more. Um, what? So, Jake, you were there. It got dark really quick. It did. And uh, it got really hazy and almost kind of smoggy. And then it was, like, pitch black. And at that point, we were thinking, like, okay, here's the trail. No, that's not the trail. Here it is. No. And then, like, the third time we got it wrong, I definitely had that oh, fuck moment. Like, are we literally about to be lost in right. the wilderness? Um, yeah, it was it was weird because I definitely thought we were in the right place, but it's like when you're constantly not seeing the trail, <laughs> you're like, oh wait, I must not be in the right place. I found and myself, I still don't, and I still don't think the trail we got on was the trail we came in on. It we was, just found it. another one. We did. Oh, and I know. I found myself like getting mad at the Earth's rotation. Like I found myself right. being like, this is so stupid. <laughs> hey, man, slow down. If this was thirty minutes earlier, we'd be fine. But it's not. Right. We had to be out there. And uh, it got really dark, but we found the trail. Right. We made our way back. We took pictures. And I've got uh, – Abby, you put pictures on Facebook, and we kind of talked about right. it. And Jake, you had made a joke about definitely just got lost. Uh, Playing at, a little Lost in the Dark. Yeah, Lost in the Dark at the Pet Cemetery 2 set. And people on Facebook were commenting about how they were like, fuck no, I would not do that. Are you guys? So it made me feel like I did something that 
Mm-hmm. I'm not a risk taker. Made felt, you feel good, yeah. I'll tell you this. I ate a really big dinner that night. I felt really <laughs> good about myself. I was like, I'm going to have my entire <laughs> serving of brown rice tonight because I feel good about myself. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we played a little game of Lost in the Woods with Yes, Have Some. And uh, it makes me think maybe we should go out there and record a show. Oh, you know, we yeah. did a show on an airplane. Just record a, just like record a podcast on... at the place. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. Take the Blair Witch down on her turf. Because there's like all these little rock piles like <laughs> built up as like mile markers through there. And yeah. we were throwing rocks, so um, whatever. I mean, if we're I ever thought gonna, it was going to be permadark, like at some point. If we're ever going to get the Blair Witch as a guest, we're going to have to go down to her place. That's true. Um, be sweet to her. <laughs> You'd be sweet. <laughs> You'd be sweet. She's misunderstood, which. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. And then um, we all went back to the convention. Uh, well, that was before that. Because we, we went to the convention for two days. Yeah, chronologically. We were there Saturday, you and I. Then Sunday, you, myself. Or Jake and uh, also Hal went. So Hal had to meet Dum Dum. Hal met Dum Dum from uh, Captain America. Yeah. Neil yeah. McDonough. Uh, yep. It was good. We, we had a good time. So it that was a a, it was a fun birthday weekend. And the, the Yes Have Some podcast. We, we celebrate our birthdays. We do stuff. We love planning things. And we love being around. We, yeah, I have a feeling like some shows. Like do you think, you know, Chris and Troy at the Interdimensional Cross Rip, they don't hang out like we the hang Chris out. Chris Rip? You don't think so? You don't well, think those they guys can't. hang out? They live in different countries. Well, they do live in different countries. So there's one thing. But I oh, feel yeah, like, that's true. Like, <laughs> even, what if they're mortal enemies and we don't even know it? Like uh, Abbott and Costello, they didn't like each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, who else? Uh, um, I don't know. Penn and Teller, they don't like each other, right? Like each other. Yeah, most famous but They're like duo, really good together. A lot of times uh, famous duos don't like each other. Yeah. Right. Um, little animosity behind little the scenes. animosity. You know, Makes for good tension. It does, it does. But I, I feel like Kelly Ripa, I think maybe Kelly like Ripa. everyone she's working yeah. with, maybe. I like her. You like Kelly Ripa. Yeah. Um but yeah, but when I'm not trying to disparage anybody, but what I'm saying is we all enjoy each other's company. Correct. We hang out, we, we hang go out in the hard. woods, right. we get lost. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do. So uh yeah, so that was fun and then uh Jake, what 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 did you guys want to cover here? We I I'm always I always feel like a, a confused man going through notes trying to figure out. Uh, right before we started recording, the new uh, Alien Covenant poster was released, mm-hmm. so I wanted to mention yeah. that. Um, yeah, it looks super tight. It's very cool. We haven't seen any footage yet. There's been some still photos. Uh, well, I think they're. It, I think that poster looks super good, but I think they're just really trying to. Uh, just calm everybody down and be like, look, there are aliens in this one. Right, right. I think they're still a little worried that some people's biggest complaint was that there were no aliens in Prometheus. So they're like, hey, 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 hey. There's aliens in this one. You're right. going to uh, Bringing them aliens back. So yeah. it's, a, it's a very, what I like about it is it's a classic teaser poster. It does not have the title. Uh, it just says run at the top. Right. And then it's got the uh, kind of the half-shadowed uh, alien coming forward, the xenomorph. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I like it. And uh, yeah, the biggest revelation is that it's coming out May nineteenth, which is not the original release date. Pushed it, up. Yeah, it was pushed up. It was supposed to come out in I think August, August seventeenth. So it's coming out. Oh, good. Th- yeah, it's coming out three months earlier than uh, anticipated. Than anticipated, and it's cool. It's cool that it's going to be. 2017 and Ridley Scott still making alien movies. Yeah, that's got that, that's a good thing, right? And Danny the McBride's in it. Should be. Danny McBride's he is in it. it. Get a funny man in a scary action movie, and I'm happy. Right. Uh, which is kind of something hey, that we'll be talking you know about. What? <laughs> Speaking of putting Speaking of a funny man in 
uh, you know, action monster movie. Right. Uh, so last episode, my stress was the fact that the King Kong trailer was coming out that night. Ah, right. And it's come out. It's out. It's out. It's we out should, in the wild. We should talk about it. Let's talk oh, about yeah. it. Kong Skull Island comes out in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, the latest... Uh, re- it's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's a. It's just Iteration. a new version of King right. Kong, and uh, this was the second trailer to come out. But this one revealed a lot more, and you got a really good idea, um, or a better idea of what kind of movie it's going to be. And it looks like a lot of fun. I was really impressed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Off off the bat, the tone seems uh, way different than that first trailer. That first trailer that came out seemed very serious. Right. Um. This trailer about halfway through. John C. Riley comes out of nowhere making jokes. Yep. And uh, he seems to be like, uh, from from what it looks like, maybe his character has been living on this island for a while. Maybe right. he, uh, he got lost there or something, and he's like maybe gone a little crazy. A little quick. Right. He's got a, got a big, nice beard. Yeah, and he... Um, um, doesn't he have like a like a Steve Brol like reference on the back of his jacket in the one scene? I don't know if you ever watched the uh, Tim and Eric show. With like, I have never it, watched the show, but I it but says I like did good for your health reference. or for your health. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Isn't yeah. that what that is? That I thought that was super tight. Um, yeah. So it takes place during the Vietnam era, and he kind of looks like a soldier that maybe like crashed there or like a pilot. He's got like a yeah like a bomber jacket on. Right. And, like uh, he's been there a while. But yeah, he kind of is like the voice of reason a little bit. He's like, you know, Kong, he, he's a good king. Yeah, he's yeah. fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, a little crazy. And uh, there's definitely some humor in that trailer. But to me, what's really impressive is the cast of that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good some good folks in that movie. Yeah. Little Sam Jackson, little John Goodman. Little Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Future Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, you know what? That was one thing. The, so the trailer was over and I was like... I was like, okay, so I thought uh, Brie Larson and um, what's uh, Tom Hiddleston were like. I thought that they were like the main characters, right? Right. They have like no dialogue right. in this trailer, Correct. like either one of them. So I was like, what are, are they not? Are they just? I don't know. That's a little confusing, but uh, dude, I think uh, maybe the second most impressive thing about the trailer isn't the cast, or maybe not the cast of people. But uh, the cast of like creatures that are in this movie, yeah. Uh, we I, I talked in the last episode about how uh, in the original King Kong and in Peter Jackson's King Kong, all the other creatures are just dinosaurs or like weird versions of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. There's like six or seven other monsters in this trailer, and none of them are dinosaurs. There's like a tree They're monster. All... There's yeah. I don't. I I like Croc uh, monster. Paused on that to try to figure out what that was. There's all kinds of like hey, weird. Do you think it can camouflage? Cool things. Uh, I bet it can. I bet it can. I bet it can. I thought those monsters looked really awesome, like all the prehistoric creatures and shit like that. I'm excited. Yeah, looks like a lot of really good action. I'm super excited for this movie. Uh, it uh, King Kong really looks like a badass. There's like a cool shot where everything's on fire and he kind of like swats at something. And it's almost like in a slow motion, and it just looks good. Everything looks good. There's a lot of, like, well-lit. That's one thing I don't like in monster movies when everything takes place at night. It's okay if some of it's at night, but there's a lot of, like, well-lit. There's, a there's like, a beautiful shot of King Kong in the middle of the day just, like, walking through the water. Yep. Yeah. And uh, stuff, like, stuff like that is what I like seeing. Just, like, well-lit, just... 
like when you can just look at something in awe and just be like, look at that, like yeah. look at that fucking thing. Right, that's, that's, like, that's what's it. cool. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, it's like Alan Grant seeing the Brachiosaurus for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's um, exactly that. As a matter of fact, when... I got vibes from that actually watching the trailer. Um, like Brie uh, Larson and uh, what's his name Tom Hilson, like when they're in the helicopter like you think of ellie sattler and alan grant a little bit of like they seem like they're probably yeah. the most human of that cast like i don't know researchers scientists i'm assuming judging by their outfits so i got like that kind of harkened back to jurassic park so yeah i've got good vibes and good feelings about this movie speaking of ellie sattler and dr grant i've got a bone to pick with a couple guys and i think jake knows where i'm going with this uh-oh let's hear it <sighs> they're respected among their peers but I'm going to call total bullshit on Siskel and Ebert for their 1992 <laughs> of Jurassic Park. You dig it up old yeah. reviews? Yeah. I love Let's doing that. Um, to me, it's better to attack people long after they've passed away. Right. Because they're not, they're not here to defend themselves. And we can just really tell it like it is. It's just more fun. Uh, Jake and I. really dig no right guilt. into them. Jake and I were watching uh, – we wanted to find a review of Godzilla 98 from Siskel and Ebert, and we typed it into YouTube, and the first result that comes up is Siskel and Ebert's worst of 98, and it's <laughs> Godzilla. Uh, so we watched that, and then I was like, oh, I always forget what their review of Jurassic Park was because I've watched it before, but my memory was telling me that for some reason like they weren't that into it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they were uh, very uh, high on the visual effects and uh, some of the scares and that kind of stuff, they were really hard on the characters in Jurassic Park. They kept yeah, comparing. they were like they were talking Dude, about it being boring and my stuff. My face just and scrunched like, up so hard when I said that. I'm so yeah, scrunched. it was weird. I was getting so mad. They were basically like Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and the kids were all garbage. And uh, they had praise for uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Mm. And I don't know, like for one thing, it's hard. You can't really compare. I mean, I guess because. There are similarities between Jurassic Park and Jaws, just in the the scope of the movie and the director and all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, the three the three main characters from Jaws are like the three greatest characters of all time, or something. Right. Like, right. it's not really fair. And I think, like, I don't know. I always loved Grant. Like, I looked up to him. Like, I wanted him to be. Oh, I had a dad, dad crush on him. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I did too. And I thought, I th- I thought. I thought those characters were very well written and and way different than like the you know most Hollywood uh, interpretations of yeah. just people in general. Uh, I, I mean, always thought that stuff was good, but yeah, um, you it, know, hey, Jurassic Park, Cisco uh, and Ebert, you know, one of those things is still going anyway? strong. <laughs> yeah. Who do they think they are? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I. Honestly, you Time know, will be, tell. this yeah. would be a fun uh, separate podcast where we review their reviews. Yeah. There's a really <laughs> negative review of Ghostbusters, the Starlog issue that I have that's, like, hilarious. So I need yeah. to dig that up, too. What That's going to be the new Yes Have Some presents Two Thumbs Down. We review the reviews. We'll show <laughs> we, you where to hey, put your thumbs. We didn't go to, we didn't go to film school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we did eat at Waffle House recently. And it was Ooh. delicious. <laughs> so that gives us some credit. Three I think. stars. Um, <sighs> no, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting to go back. And obviously there's revisionist history, like opinion, popular opinion changes over time. When Jaws right. came out, not everybody loved it. Right. You can find a bad review of Jaws. Um, you can find a bad review of anything. It's just interesting because among our peers and people in our age bracket, Jurassic Park is held in very 
uh, high critical high, acclaim, high right? critical, high regard. regard right. Um, right. So take that, Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, take your thumbs yeah. and shove them. Yeah. But also, we miss you. We love you. Yes, a <laughs> lot of respect. And Richard Roper's still around, but we'll, we won't talk about him until he dies. You will wait. <laughs> um, cool. So before we move on to a little bit of what's stressing, a uh, couple uh, little Ghostbuster housekeeping note for uh, for our GB, uh, our people. Yeah. We got people. Yeah. For us, too. For us, too. I want to know what you're talking about. Um, A Novos. Well, first of all, before I get to that, the Ghostbusters Blu-ray was finally released in the UK uh, Mm. for the new movie. So everybody's been uh, excited to finally take a look at that extended edition over Mm -hmm. there. I've seen a lot of tweets. uh, So enjoy that. And then, um, Jake, I don't know if you saw the Japanese. uh, Yes, I did. Yeah. well, I didn't finish. I was going to talk about something you don't even know. I was oh. going to talk about a Japanese oh, guy okay. I know. My Japanese oh. friend. No. Uh, the Japanese. <laughs> yeah. My friend Hal used to live in Japan. He did. Um, was it? Former guest host. Yeah. Or the only guest host we've ever had. What I'm trying to say is the Japanese, uh, it's not a box set, but it's like a special edition of Ghostbusters. The, the Blu-ray is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's got like a fold-out cover and oh. a pop-out Rowan, and uh, what? So uh, maybe we can listen. If we have any Japanese listeners uh, who live in Japan, it won't help us if you're Japanese and li- you know you live in Arkansas. Um, but if you live in Japan and you're a Ghostbusters fan, you could pick up the uh, the new box set. Maybe uh, send us a little message. Send it our send way. We'll check it out. It. We'll do a review. Yes. How's that sound? That sounds good. The other thing I want to talk about was Anovos. Yes. Did you guys see this? I did. Sure did. Saving up. So are we though? Are we? It's a really expensive. <laughs> well, let's say. But really cool. Let's talk it? about it. What do we think? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a flight suit. It's a company. It's a company. Anovos. Uh, they specialize in uh, prop replicas and uh, especially costumes. They've done like uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Is where they uh, they. They are mainly known for, but uh, yeah, they've got Strong the Ghostbusters. Yeah, and they've got the Ghostbusters license. And uh, a couple months ago, they put out uh, a pre-order for their Proton Pack kit. And yesterday, they revealed their Ghostbusters flight suits. Yes. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. a it's a Ghostbusters flight suit with patches, um, and a belt, gloves, and a soul patch. <laughs> so <laughs> it comes with all of your patches. Yes. Accurate. The, the, <laughs> The gentleman modeling we got it the uh, right picture now. does have a soul patch. I yes. don't know if that's included. Um, <laughs> he's kind of has a Chris Kirkpatrick kind of look going on. And he's probably listening, so we should be nice. <laughs> okay. It's great. Um, but anyway, so what did you guys think of this? I mean, the elbow pads look good. Mm-hmm. The suit looks okay. Is it? Is the collar? It's not 100% screen accurate. And it. I... I this isn't like elitist talk. I think for less than $250, you could put together a better flight suit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think maybe the color might look weird, but then again, like, you know, everybody who dresses up like a Ghostbuster and is in the Ghostbuster community knows that the color of the jumpsuits isn't always like the best thing to base on just because right. it's hard Lighting. to tell, but the color does look a little bit on. The yellow side to me, it looks it's a little kind of, off. It looks like some of the Rothko suits. It it's kind of has like a a shine to yeah, it almost. It's yeah. not. Like that's not good. Sheen. Yeah. Um, 
I will say the thing that I like the most about it are that the elbow pads are accurate. Yeah, the elbow, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, the elbow pads look good. I was like, I was like, oh, can I just buy those elbow pads? Right. That's all I want. The elbow pads look good. Um, the brass zippers look good. But to me, uh, a store-bought true-spec uh, flight suit, uh, khaki, has a, a more authentic look. Um, I mean, I can't. How much does a true-spec run you? 50 bucks. Okay. Like, right. like 50 bucks, yeah. And the youth sizes are even cheaper, but they just continued those. Right. So um, now, I'm, now, I'm not sure about which pockets are, you know, like all those different jumpsuits have different pockets. Right. Some are not accurate. Some are. Um, are the pockets on this one, are they all right? No. That uh, over the leg no. pockets. Apparently, side. I saw a couple different threads online today where some of our more uh, uh, obsessed friends in the community people who are more more right. attention to detail than even mm-hmm. the three of us uh were pointing right. out uh multiple inaccuracies all over the uh all over the flight suits so okay well here here's my if if there are a, a bunch of inaccuracies like the pockets and stuff like that then here is my recommendation Grow don't fucking patch. buy it <laughs> yeah yeah, but still grow. A you got it. Don't buy it. Your life will get better. Don't buy it and grow the the soul patch. I mean, two fifty is a lot for a jumpsuit. It is. It's way too much if it's not a hundred percent accurate. Right. When you can buy something that's uh, you know just as close in accuracy and might look a little better for fifty bucks. Right. Right. Um, it doesn't come with boots. So, what kind of fabric do they list? Because I'd like to know how breathable, how bendable. All that uh, kind of stuff. Maybe at the bottom there. We'll have to look into it a little bit more. We can put up the links. Um, I will say this: it's better than like the pre-made uh, kits you can buy, like on eBay. You see it around a lot, like Halloween a lot, where people like buy a whole Ghostbusters costume for two hundred fifty yeah. bucks. It's better than that because you do get the belt, you get the gloves, uh, you get the suit. The patches look pretty good. Um, so there's definitely kind of looked like it. Kind of looked to me like there was white around that. Uh logo patch so it's weird there is, is there's white around the logo patch and it's based on the original screen used patches from the first movie that did i think have a thin border of white but it wasn't that pronounced and mm-hmm. uh, it was eliminated in like later versions or well it's just so you you see the patch the patch logo in the original movie looks different than the logo that we've come to know. There's mm-hmm. you know slight, right. there's a slight mm-hmm. variation. It looks it looks a little it looks a little homemade. Right, exactly. Right. Um, so yeah, it comes with one key fob. I wish it came with three. Would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but hey, if you're a collector, or you just want to not put any effort into sourcing your own stuff, and you want to drop two hundred fifty bucks, you can get a pretty decent looking flight suit. It looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think though, I think it's. I mean, okay, so let's try let's try to break down maybe the cost a little bit of let's if you mm. you go the route we go. So jumpsuits fifty bucks, right? Fifty yeah. bucks. The belt the belt is what? 12? Twenty bucks. Maybe twenty bucks. You can probably... Where's Jake getting his belts? Twelve? <laughs> I mean uh You're you can actually go... right. I think it is like twelve or fifteen bucks. Yeah. It's not that much and I mean you can get it from G B fans or you can you know, if you have army surplus, you could probably pick up, you know, the same belt. belt. Yeah. Um so the patches are what? What? What's the name patch? Name uh, patch is about twelve bucks. The logo patch twelve is about bucks. Twenty five bucks there for the patches. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you need um you if you got GB fans elbow pads I think are about twenty five right 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 if they're available. Is someone uh, adding this up because I still 
No, I'm not. I'm just saying it all. Uh, I'm adding it up. So here we go. We're at 95. Uh, so what else? We got a we got the leg hose and the leg, leg, leg hose connector. connector. That, that's probably forty bucks. Uh, All right, guys, I, I have to start over. Fifty plus twelve. Okay, math is going to be boring. Oh. Here's what it is. Math is going to be boring. You guys want to do saying, some math I equations? I think you could do it cheaper. I think for about one hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy-five. You could probably get it all together with boots and and have something that looks really good. The other thing is, uh, you don't have an option on this suit to do a custom patch. You just have the four guys, um, and a lot of people like to have their own name on their uh, right. on their flight suit. Most people, yeah. So yeah, I think that's kind of the appeal of it is that you can kind of do your own thing. Like I guess sort of like in the Star Wars community, like the Mandalorians, like the people who do those kind of like you know express mm-hmm. yourself, do your own thing kind of costume. And mm-hmm. that's why I like doing it. Like I liked creating uniforms that were based on the action figures from the Kenner line, um, or just my own thing. Like I did this year with right. like just the yeah. mashup, and I find that that's very satisfying and just as much fun as like getting it dead on to the movie. So. You know. Couple, couple quick thoughts. Couple tiny thoughts couple, on this. Couple tiny. So it has the original price at two ninety five, but they have it marked down to two fifty seventy five, in an interest list available. I wonder how much interest people are going to actually have, because I feel like anybody who wants to build a proton pack or wants to do Ghostbusters costuming already has a flight suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this. It's the easiest thing to get right. together. I mean, right. it's the first thing everybody does. And it's weird for a company like Inovos that does pride itself on accuracy. Uh, it's weird to have something that's not 100% accurate at that price point. It's just, yeah. you hope, maybe it's just a prototype. Maybe they're going to make changes, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, I'm not yep. going to buy one. Not going to buy it now. No, I mean, I already have like four. Right. So, yeah, yeah I'm not going to buy another. Got a whole box full of dangling. I'm not going to buy a 250 inaccurate one when I have four already. Yeah, and for the GB fans, logo patch to me looks a lot better than the one that they have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. But uh, Anovas is a good company. Jake, you've bought stuff from Anovas before. They do make. I have. They make yep. good stuff. And I'm not opposed. Like, their Proton Pack kit is 600 bucks. You know, mm-hmm. once it comes out and we can start seeing what kind of level of detail it has, I want to build another proton pack. Yeah. It might be a viable option because that, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. It solves all yeah. the sourcing problems and stuff. So. so, yeah. Well, cool. So, uh, I get it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out on the, uh, the Innovo side. Hey, we'll take one. If y'all want to send us one, we'll definitely if, take if, it. it. Yeah. I don't I think mean, they really want us to really review it. <laughs> don't. Then I'll take. I mean, I'll I'll change my mind on the entire thing if I don't have to pay for. I'm it. super flexible. That's what think, I'm saying. I think the people who listen to our show know by now. We'll review anything if you send yeah, it to us. Just send us something. <laughs> Even if you're not a company, you just have something laying around. You just want to send something it to us? you want me to review? Just send it right. Actually, yeah. let's put it out. I've been Whoa, talking about this for a open while. Open invite. You know, we we like toys. We like collectibles. We like stuff. Anybody out there? We're gonna put this on the Facebook page. If you want to send us something, we'll we open it box. and we'll do an unboxing video. Put it on our YouTube channel and we'll just talk about it. We'll, yeah, uh, we're not gonna keep or we're not gonna return it. We're gonna keep it. We'll start. A, <laughs> we'll start a whole shelf of weird stuff and interesting uh, things that. Uh, are and it portraits. can be anything. It can be anything. It can be anything, right? It can be anything. It can be toys. It can be comics. Uh, family emblems. Yeah. Yep. Family members, jewels. Family members. We'll take jewels, uh, body parts, whatever. Money, school, jewelry, whatever you guys got. Yeah. Um, oh. All right. So, hey. 
We always end begging for things. <laughs> yeah. Send me your books. We your are the stuff. panhandlers of the internet. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what was that? I tried to do a little, do a little accent thing? there. Do a little voice. That was that was, it wasn't good. It wasn't uh, good. Craig's getting kicked off. I'm, I just, just got booted off the island. We're dropping you off at the uh, mountain. Thank you. That's All right. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys for that. Um, you guys stressed? You look a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Yeah. Oh, I'm stressed. Jake, you mm-hmm. got some stress? Yeah, dude. All right. Let's do it. Am I first? Yeah. No, there's actually a song that does Oh, it. but you I get to do it? But I was, do it. Yeah, I was about well, to say, you, are you just going to sing our stress song and then it's going to go into the actual stress song? Yeah, it's Yes, Have Some Unplugged. Why so don't I... you do something with your life? Whoa! That's hey, my favorite part. Nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> oh. I'm We're sorry. We're just going to do our own thing. You're just too darn loud. Oh, that's not even in there. I just was doing movie quotes. All right. Oh, could you describe the ruckus? Guys, oh. Seinfeld is so good. I do love it. It's the best show ever, it's yeah. Show makes me so happy. Uh, all right, Jake, what's up, man? Yo. Uh, so today, okay, so tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, yes. and, the, and, and, and the day after that, you know, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Just a regular it's, day. Uh, regular it's, Friday. It's Black Friday. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. And, and Black. Black Friday is stressing me out. Yeah. Sing uh, to me, sister. There's Sing me so song much. Stress. I I just want to stay off the internet on Friday because there's so many good deals and and just like amazing companies putting things out there. Right before we started this episode, I got an email from a company that I like, and they were like, "Hey, we're starting our Black Friday deals today." So I'm like, "Okay, let me spend some money real quick." Uh, Mondo, uh, the company that we talk about a lot. They're doing this crazy thing on Friday where they're just going to put up 500 previously sold out posters all at one time and then just let you fucking go for it. Yeah. It's going to be insane. It's going to be Yeah, I keep getting emails and they're like, hey, here's what we're doing on Black Friday. And I'm just like, please stop. Just stop it. I don't know. Friday is going to kill me. Yeah, because I'm going to have to go to Macy's to get 20% off uh, <laughs> uh, all day. Yeah. All dude, day! I, dude, I got a Kohl's coupon. Kohl's dude. is having a Black Friday deal. I have deal. a bunch of those. Going to Kohl's. You're going to get some shirts? Yeah. Got to get some deck <laughs> no, like, luckily, luckily, I do have to work on Friday. So I'm like, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll do some tattoos. And maybe that'll keep my mind off of just constantly wanting Make to buy mini? stuff on the internet. Do you guys... Well, do you know... Do you any Black Friday deals at the tattoo shop? No. Um, okay. We we did once a long time ago, uh-huh. and we hated it. It was <laughs> we we we, we were kind of busy, but it was like just it was annoying. It was more trouble than it was worth. So yeah, we just tend to not do that anymore. Yeah, the um, people that want to get discount tattoos, like I don't really want to be working with that. Exactly. Anyway. You don't need it's, that. That's don't exactly need right. They're like, hurry we, up, finish it. We gotta make it over to Kohl's. Finish this discount tattoo. <laughs> I gotta get to Kohl's. I've got a coupon. Oh. Yeah, dude. There's just so much stuff. There's like toys, there are toy companies, there are so many posters, t shirts that I want. Right. And Hatch I'm just afraid that I'm gonna spend a lot of money on Friday. Are, are you eyeing anything in particular? I mean, Jake, you've gotten you know, there's a there's a phrase we like to use. Uh, it originated in 
uh, Alice in Wonderland. It's called Going Down the Rabbit Hole. Oh, going down there? Are, are you down the rabbit hole right now? Are you Are you going to be able to make it out alive, or are you going to spend... Don't come back out. Just stay down there. Be, well, Jake, you've been we've been getting into posters and prints and collectibles, and it's this thing that happens when you start buying stuff, and then you see more stuff. Yeah. And then you get uh-huh. these trading groups and message boards, and you see other people's displays, and you right. go, wait a minute. I want that. Mm-hmm. I want what that guy has. Yeah. And I want the exactly, whole world. Yeah. It's exactly that. I bought a print today <laughs> and I'm, from a like Black Friday deal that's already going uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what Mondo's going to have up, you know, and, but I mean, 500 posters, like that's a lot of stuff. So it can literally be anything that they've put out in the past, you know, I don't know, like ever, it could be from all of their stock. There's no telling what it could be. And like, uh, you know, there's plenty of Mondo posters that have like slipped away that were hard to get and and they're probably going to be hard to get again. Right. Like Mm -hmm. just knowing that they're going to put 500 different posters up at Mm. one time. God, that's fucked up. There's no restriction on what you get or how many you get. And there usually is with Mondo. Right. And also it's, it's, uh, uh, announced at 10 AM. It's not a, uh, it's Usually, like when yeah, a Morton Drove like, like drops all the water time. on everyone in yep. Mad Max, like all at once. And you just got to get your little bucket out and catch it. Just hope you it's can get as much exactly as possible. That's exactly what it is. Exactly yeah, and only, and only like the 20 people in front get it. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to yeah. be exactly that. You're that, that guy with like the gross skin warts. Yeah. It's just like reaching then, for the sun. And then all of the uh, people in the desolate wasteland of, uh, of the apocalypse uh, get on Facebook to complain how it's not fair. God damn it. I didn't get any limited edition <laughs> water this week. There, there's a, there's what another artist that I really like. Uh, there's another artist that I really like who does a lot of Mondo stuff. His name is Mike Mitchell, and oh, yeah. he made a he made a post today, and it was like, hey, I'm not doing like a Black Friday deal, but I just shut down my shop. It's going to be shut down for a couple hours. When it comes back up, it's going to have new stuff, some restocks, some old special stuff. And it's all going to be on sale or I don't, maybe it wasn't on sale, but he was like, but I'm also going to, I'm going to, um, insert lots of extra Mm. stuff and free stuff into the, uh, you know, uh, anything that's bought between now and Monday. But he did, he just said a couple of hours. So like he didn't say when he didn't say like, you know, in two hours or three hours or at four o'clock, he just said, it's going to be down for a while. Yeah. And when it comes up, everything will be in there. So Super vague. I spent about three hours today, like every half an hour, being like, okay, maybe it'll be now. Going to his website and refreshing uh, until it all until it all popped up. Well, the poster so, I've been hunting down, like, so I've been really into Fargo. Uh, way late on Fargo. Yeah. Uh, but I am obsessed with season one. I'm just now getting into season two. Uh, Mondo, when season one was out, did a print by Matt Taylor for Fargo, the TV show. It's an 18 by 24 print. It's gorgeous. I'm going to get my hands on it soon. Just putting it out into the world. I but don't it. touch it. Be gentle t- with I'm it. I'm not going to actually touch it. actually touch it. Um, I, I don't know if that's going to be available, and, and it's going to be tough. We're, I'm going to try to get something. you got to get something. Yeah, you got one it. Of, one, of the things, one of the things that I'm wondering about for Mondo is so they did a while back, they did like a Jurassic Park show. And uh, it was like a Jurassic Park art show. And they were going to do the releases like 
you know, they did one release with, I don't know, four or five different posters. And then their what they had said at the time was their plan was to do another release with like another four or five posters and then another release. Uh, they only did one release. And uh, you got a couple. You got a couple of the posters. But none of them were the ones I wanted. And there was one in particular that I really loved. And it never went up for sale. And I remember the artist even being like, yeah, Mondo's going to sell this at some point. But that show was so long ago. Like, I wonder if any of those are going to be on sale on Friday. Do you remember which print it was? Um, it was a Dilophosaurus. Uh, I could... No. Um, you know, I I could pull, I could figure it out while while we're talking. Um, well, we got it. I think I already got it up. Um, You're on it. But yeah, man, I I completely understand that stress. There's been a lot of Black Friday deals. There's a lot of artists doing their own deals. Um, and they're. I mean, I saw some. I don't even know the artist. I feel bad, but there's an artist that I saw it on Mondo Trader today. Did these like. I think they're like nine by nine prints of Dick Tracy's like profile, but all with different oh, characters. I love those. Oh. Yeah. And there's like a RoboCop one and all these different like characters as Dick Tracy. Yeah. And he's doing like a $50, uh, random five. Of yeah. These. So it's, it's just, I think it, I think uh, it's 25, blind? I think it's 25 bucks 25 for, bucks. for five. Um, yeah. And so there's, yeah, there's, I think there's 24 of them all together. There's, there's really good stuff. And, uh, I don't know. I hope we make it out of uh, Black Friday alive. Um, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be uh, so. It's gonna be a the game. artist. The artist who did this on Instagram, her name is Nima Sprout. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's like her name anywhere else, but it's Nima Sprout, okay. and it's like this beautiful painting. It's like all in a circle, and it's got Nedry's Jeep up at the top, the little waterfall, and like the Dilophosaurus kind of just hanging out, waiting on him at the in the bottom corner cool. and it's just like such a beautiful little painting i love it uh i really love her painting style and i've almost reached out to her uh a couple times and just been like hey whatever happened with that because that show was i don't know when that show was but it was a while back at this point hmm. and uh i don't know it bums me out i want it Dude, you sound sad. We'll get we're gonna we'll you're get gonna, it. Sad, you're gonna get it. We'll get her for you. We'll cry. We'll get her we'll on cry podcast. If I don't get it. You're gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I like her style too. We're looking at it now. It's very nice. Very cool. It's very good. Yeah. We need to get in the habit of putting links up to all these people we talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Can we hire somebody to do that? Right. I think it's mostly Let's hire somebody. Jake, I am into her stuff. I'm just looking at it all right now. It's cool. really nice. It's good, I yeah. like the color palette and all that. Cool. Very cool. Well, Jake, that sounds pretty stressful. I'm glad that you've gotten that off your chest and that you feel like you can. Uh, Thank you. Get... Do you feel de-stressed? I feel no. Uh, I feel better, but not until Friday's over. Right. Uh, well, I, well, I really feel better about it. Right. Cool. Um, I guess I can go next. Yeah. Hey. Do it. I got some Let's stress. <clears throat> I'm bringing it back to uh, Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So we followed the development of a third Ghostbusters movie for a very, very long time. Uh, years. Mm -hmm. uh, 20 years. 25 years. And then, obviously, this year we had the big build-up to answer the call. And it came out. We saw it. We enjoyed it. We answered it. We answered the call. We have not heard anything from the Ghostbusters camp, Ghost Corps, or Sony, 
we've heard rumblings about an animated movie. There was an announcement for Ectoforce, which is an animated UK series. UK release, donuts uh, out there, all that stuff. Right. There's been little things here and there, but we haven't heard. I think what we're all taking a, a deep breath after the release, and we're trying to figure out what's next, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know what's mm-hmm. next. Yeah. You guys want to know what's next? I want to know. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we've, we've been. I want to ask Ivan Reitman. I we want to ask Ivan show. Reitman. Uh, we we are he? trying to get Ivan on the show at some point. That's all we'll say. We'll, we're, hopefully it'll happen eventually. Um, but Ivan did an interview recently uh, promoting the 20th anniversary of Space Jam, which he produced. Great movie. Um, great. Yeah. I love Space Jam. <clears throat> uh, that's our other podcast. Yes, have some jam. Yes. It's a, full, it's a Space Jam retro. I believe I can yeah. fly. So Ivan did an interview. I think it was like a podcast, like a small podcast. It's on YouTube. He was promoting uh, Space Jam, talking about that. And at the end, the the interviewer asked him a few more questions about what he had coming up. Ivan's going to direct a musical next year. He's obviously uh, producing Baywatch and uh, Bastards, the new movie with uh, Owen Wilson. And then the guy hit him. With the question that we all want to know. Was it the guy hit him? The guy hit Ivan Reitman in the face. face. Eric uh, from Ghost Corps jumped in and saved him. He said, no. He said, you will not hit up Papa Ivan. Uh, you hit my beautiful face. <laughs> you hit me in the face. Uh, and he uh. asked him, uh, well, the guy said, what's the status of Ghostbusters 2? Is what he said. What is the status of okay. Ghostbusters 2? Uh. If Ivan Reitman was quick on his feet, he would have said, well, it came out in 1989. It's doing pretty well. Right. But he didn't say that. <laughs> He said, and I quote, we have many Ghostbusters films in development. They're all in the early stages right now. Okay. Jesus Christ. So Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Are you sure? Hey, are you sure you're talking about Ivan Reitman and not Dan Aykroyd? Right. How can you have a lot of Ghostbusters movies in development? That sounds like they're listening, I guess, to some pitches and like loosely considering some things. Let me say this. A- I'm stressed. Yeah, I'm B, stressed. I'm really stressed. C, this is the first word we've gotten really from from Ivan, from anybody at Ghost Corps, anybody official, on the advancement of uh, the franchise. He did not say, yes, we're doing a sequel to answer the call. He did not say, we're hoping to have the whole cast back or we're looking at scripts right now. He said, we have many Ghostbusters films in development. So, my question to you guys is, what does that mean? Um, I think, I don't know if anybody truly knows what that means yeah, at this point. Mean. And it almost just kind of sounds like he's just saying what he thinks maybe people want to hear. Like, do you really yeah. think there are multiple Ghostbuster movies, like, in pre-production at the same time? That just doesn't even seem to make sense. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't think pre-production, but when they say in development, I have a feeling it's more along the lines of what Abby was just saying, where they've got a couple ideas of what they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. For the first mm-hmm. time in a very long time, Ivan is steering the They ship. know what they don't want to do. <laughs> I imagine. Ivan and Dan are in control of Ghostbusters. It is now up to them to bring a concept to the table that Sony's going to buy into. Ghostbusters right. is not dead. Like I just said uh, 20 minutes ago or whatever, Ridley Scott's still making Alien movies in 2017. And guess what? There's a couple really bad Aliens movies that yeah. came out. So right. it's silly to think, oh, the franchise is gone. Do I think that we're going to get another $150 million budget Ghostbusters movie anytime soon? No, I don't. 
but, a but that might be a script, good thing. Yeah, a scrappy script that down version thing, would be yeah. much better with like real comedy and some yeah, like I, I, really good character work and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that would be nice. I I get very excited about the prospects of what what they're going to do with the franchise, but I also get nervous because it takes a really long time. We could be like looking at best case scenario four years before we see another live action Ghostbusters movie and possibly the animated movie before that. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was good to hear something because we haven't right. heard anything yeah, for sure. at all. Well, I didn't think, I, I didn't think we would so soon just because like, like, like we just said, didn't, didn't you just say that uh, it just got released on DVD, like in the UK? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I still feel doing like it's, stuff I like. feel like it's going to be a good bit of time and they're going to let everything die down before they came out and said like, what the plans are. The good news is that these movies, once they come together, they can move pretty quickly. I mean, we saw that with Paul Feig's movie. Mm -hmm. He was announced as the director in like September of 2014. Correct. Yeah. Went behind camera in June of 2015 and it was out a year later. Mm -hmm. So in less than two years, they went from zero to 60 from, yeah, from, from nothing to finished movie. Um, so assuming that that is, something that could happen. I mean, I guess technically we could see something in 20, maybe 2019 earliest. I would, I would think Yeah, if it, if it moves, if it moves quickly, if they can, if they can settle on an idea quickly and that's the problem, you know, like how, first of all, like, is it just, so is it just Dan and Iveman have to agree on something, bring that to the studio, hope the studio likes it. Or are there more people on like behind the scenes here? Well, I think it. I think probably they're taking meetings with different creative people, different writers, mm -hmm. different different you know producers. I mean, we know that the Russos were involved at one point. Obviously, they have their hands completely tied with the Avengers movies. We know that Phil Lord and Chris Miller have an amazing relationship with Sony. Mm -hmm. They were their name was tossed around. Yeah. Um, but also, there's tons of like up and coming young directors. That at this point will you know it's a little Ghostbusters is a little safer now, you know believe it or not. Yeah, somebody's tackled it already. Someone's yeah. tackled it. You're not going to be the one who quote unquote can ruin Ghostbusters. In fact, you have a chance to be. And this is not me being cynical towards the new movie, but we all we all know what the last couple of years have been like. Right. In many people's eyes, you could be the person who saves Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is single and ready to mingle now. It is. It's looking for, like, <laughs> a nice, you know, understanding director who, like, understands those sensibilities and the subtleties of the whole thing and the severity of it. And hopefully someone who's, like, a big fan of the franchise or is even part of the fandom, I think, would be really awesome to have people behind the scenes working on the animated movie and the live action. Um who kind of are ingrained in it, you know, who love it or have been following it for a long time. That would kind of show, and I would really like to see that. I think that they need to approach it differently. I think, you know, we have the discussion all the time is like, should it be a reboot? Should it be a sequel? Should they be passing the torch? Like, let's let's go past those notions, and let's think outside the box and think about the concept of Ghostbusters and the business of Ghostbusters and what that can be on film. It can be a big magical funny universe it doesn't have to be that same story of hey we're opening up a business and we're gonna fight some ghosts and then we go out of right. business we open up the business again like it can be bigger 
you just needed some outside the box thinking and, and, a, and a new approach because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't have some of the same dynamics and tropes, kind of like uh, Fargo season two plays on the same like uh, character dynamics as that first season where you have, um, you know, the, the lovable cop who's got like a really strong family dynamic and the good characters are so good and the bad characters are so evil. Um but there's, they're all very different from the first and second season, but there is, um, there's just familiar uh, structuring when it comes to the, the characters and their relationships. So I, I would like to see some stuff like that with the, the new Ghostbusters movie where it's not just like, oh, well, because we show you these familiar faces, it's in New York. There's these spe- specific things that you're supposed to react to because, you know, you're triggered by nostalgic memory and ties. I would just, I would like there to be less of a, of a heavy reliance on those kind of uh, direct references and have it be kind of its own organic, different style of humor. I'd be, and I feel like I'm asking a lot, but like that would be. Better. I don't think you're asking a lot because I think that it, the number one thing that'll always surprise me about the new Ghostbusters movie is the fact that Sony, the peep that Amy Pascal and and I mean I love them, but even Paul Feig that they did not grasp that doing a reboot made their jobs a hundred times harder Mm -hmm. by rebooting it and getting rid of the original canon and not having those cameos because they got Bill Murray and they got Dan Aykroyd. And if that would have been Peter Venkman on screen for three minutes, you would have, you could have made 50 more million dollars at the box office. I know that sounds crazy and there's probably tons of analytics and statistics to tell me I'm wrong, but when you dismiss canon in the, in the time of legacy sequels where, People just want to know that that stuff that they love still counts and matters. Yeah, you just want to see the man say the thing from the TV. Like, you just want to see the thing that you want to see, you know? <laughs> you do. You really do. Um, and by making it a reboot, you know, you can't... It is a risk to do an all-female Ghostbusters. It is a risk. You make it that much harder on those actresses and that much harder on yourself as a studio and as a director and a writer by dismissing the the canon and if you don't knock it out of the park so fucking hard that everybody even forgets what they were mad about in the first place it was going to be always easy to come up a little short <clears throat> and i like the movie i'm ta- this is somebody who's talking i, I enjoy answer the True, call right but I do get people's frustrations. I just got a shiver because I think you're actually using, like, Comic Book Girl 19, like, one of her arguments at this point. Um, she never said she liked the movie. No, she never said she liked the movie, but she was saying that it's a great deal of responsibility thrust on these four actors or actresses' shoulders well, to have I'm to, bleeping like, out uh, that name Dude, when you let's, say it. Yeah, bleep it out. We're not <laughs> oh, promoting that shit. <laughs> Internet girlfriend. I'm just kidding. Um, she's fine. Censored. You no, get... she's fine. Like, she's created her own empire. Good for her. Whatever. Good for her. Yay. Independent women. All I'm saying is they made it harder on themselves. It was a tough thing to go into. And I liked the movie. And I think they all did a great job. And I would, if they announced tomorrow, hey, we're just going straight forward with another uh, a sequel, I would be happy with it. I would say, yes, more Ghostbusters. It's good for everybody. Um, good for the whole family. But I think the three of us are smart enough to know that's not what's going to happen. They're going- happen. No, I feel like he's saying there's all sorts of projects in the works, like just in case things leak out. The public responds uproariously and is upset, then they can say, oh, wait, that's not the thing we're working on. Remember, we have all these other things in the world. Uh-huh. What's going to happen you know? is you're going to see the reverse backlash when they announce the next Ghostbusters movie, and it's not those four girls. You're going to see 
the entire other side of the internet come out and say sexism. It's it's now more sexism. It's it's, it's oh, that's oh, that's why I God. think they're gonna wait a couple years. They're gonna wait till. Let people... me go ahead. Donald Trump's about to be president. Yeah, they're gonna wait four years. <laughs> so maybe that's again. a big enough event oh. to uh, to distract everybody. Yeah, Jake, go for it, man. Let, I was just going to ask a question. So I don't, I don't want us to like get too deep into like speculations or whatever for, you know, the new Ghostbusters or another I movie. Do. But I would do. simple like simple question, maybe not so simple. So say they announce the new Ghostbusters film. Would you rather it be a sequel to this movie? Be something completely new or be a sequel to Ghostbusters one and two sequel to Ghostbusters one and two, where they do an interdimensional cross rip travel and go into the universe with the girls and do a little bit of time with them, but don't stay too long. And then they take Julian Holtzman back with them and then into (laughs) the canon universe. That was pretty specific. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want. Um, that was very specific. <laughs> hey, I've been thinking, guys. I do some thinking. Uh, at the thirty, it's a thirty-seven uh, minute mark of this week's <laughs> time. Um, I have a script. That's what I've thought about this. I'm getting um, in there. I think a legacy sequel, similar to Force Awakens or Jurassic World, where it's something that takes place in the original universe, but quickly becomes its own thing. With, uh, yeah, with cameos or smaller parts uh, or bigger parts. I mean, I think it would be cool if you had a bigger part for a smaller character from the first Yanosh. Yeah, like, oh, what if Yanosh? Like... What if Walter Peck was like one of the main characters <laughs> in the new uh... principal of a high school? Yanosh uh, is the it's art just teacher. Like... Uh, he is the 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 Luke Skywalker. Like they get right. like Holtzman gets to the mountain at the end, oh. and she has like a her new Capri's uh, old, on. She she pulls out like an old school PKE meter and oh hands it to a close figure, and it's uh, Walter Peck. Right. <laughs> I just knocked a bunch of books over. I got really excited. Uh, but I think I think I think that the animated movie might try to bridge the gap between the two universes. But I think at that point, they might leave this uh, this new incarnation kind of behind. Um, only because if they if they announced, let's say next year they announced a movie with with like a, a known writer and director. Let's just say, let's just throw. I know we've talked about it before. It's Devil's mostly, Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Let's say they bring in James Gunn or, or a name like that. Or somebody who's directed one of the Marvel movies that has a good track record. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, he's going to do the new Ghostbusters movie. Um, I don't think somebody like that is going to want to be tied down to try and connect everything. Maybe they can elude or make allusions. They're going to want to do – you're saying they're going to want to do their own thing. I think they're going to want to do their own thing yeah. and out of respect to the originals not discount that. Because I never bought into the notion. Paul Feig was always adamant saying the reason he wanted to reboot it is he didn't think that if they just inherited that technology, that would be as interesting. He wanted to see these girls uh, do it on their own. And, and cre- that's actually different from the original. And that is, and, and I like that. I, I get that notion. But I also think that if, if Holtzman's name was Spangler and she was Egon's daughter, I think that would have been... Just as good, if not better. 
and I don't think anybody it would have ever. Layer. I don't think anybody would have. It ever, puts an anchor on her character. It does. Right? It does, and I don't think anybody would have ever argued that. Like, well, the original Ghostbusters built their own equipment, and these these ladies just were handed the the technology. I don't think. I don't think people would have thought. I don't think people. Also, all their explanation of like the the jargon and the verbiage with the electronics and equipment, it's kind of lost a little bit. So I think that. That was something that I was really eager and excited to see going into the movie. And when we had Paul Feig on the show, I told him how excited I was to see, like, Holtzman developing the equipment. But as it played on screen, I think that I, – I don't know if it added as much as I wanted it to. Right. So. Um, well, I think, well I, think there's, I think there's definitely ways they could have done both. I think you, you definitely could have had, you know, maybe the girls developing their own equipment. And then, you know, maybe later on you could have had the other guys being like, well, hey – you know, maybe showing up or whatever and being like, well, this is what we did. And then there could always have been, you know, a combination of the two technologies together to make, you know, a new version of the proton pack or something. Yeah. It didn't have, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like they could have done it together. Yeah. They could have been, they could have found some papers or something with like the the technology and the blueprints and like worked their own thing out of it or something like that. There could have been some sort yeah. of a connection and then a growth process and like you know them doing the work and making well, it happen. The other and argument, a montage would have helped. The other argument, right? The other argument of uh, that Paul Feig made a lot was that, um, you know, he didn't find it as interesting if we were introduced to a world that already knows about ghosts. Oh, you mean like how they had to do Head that in bag. Ghostbusters 2? Right, right. Oh, yeah. Right. So you're you're already in a world where ghosts exist, and an origin story of ghosts showing up for the first time is more interesting. Now, I kind of agree with that, but I also think that's a creative challenge that great writing can get past. I mean, look at Jurassic World. Part of the story was people are kind of bored with dinosaurs by now. I think one, use it as a plot device. Use right? it as a plot device. One idea that I had that I thought would be cool, and if anybody's listening, don't take this. It's mine. It's copyright. Yes, it's have ours. some. <laughs> what if we're introduced to a modern world where ghosts are commonplace, and like you can even buy uh, ghost removal kits at the local grocery store, similar you do to like simple pest control. They're just like a pestilence. Like yeah, a, yeah. They pester the living. But every now and then, you get a big one that that you need to call people to come out and uh, take care of like a dangerous yeah. angry one yeah like a, you know or that's just I'll, an idea. I'll say hey or i'm gonna say it one more time that's just or it could be just the same way they did it already yeah. they already had to face this problem yeah with ghostbusters 2 you just kind of pretend like you know the ghost problem is gone people forget about it some people think it was all fake the judge in ghostbusters 2 is like so adamant that ghosts don't exist, right. even Ghost though goblins. Ghostbusters one happened. So well, you dude, know it's we have so real, far. It, we have real world example. Look at nine eleven. Exactly, I was gonna say. Like, look at nine eleven. People kind Inside of job. people kind of forget like that this major thing happened, and we let our guard down. And also, like fifty percent of the population thinks it was like either fake or it was it, fake. Yeah. yeah. Right. So this is the cat in the bag, out of the bag speech, by the way. Right. Yeah. It they, it, and, and it's definitely enough time passed since Ghostbusters two that they that they definitely could have just explained it away with like, hey, there hasn't been any real like paranormal threat in thirty years. Uh, a lot of people don't care about it anymore. Like it's not a issue. So 
Right. They people definitely are more worried done. about their Starbucks. Right, and well, that also played into the fact that the people of New York are just, it's their God-given right to be assholes. Like, you, you forget things. You're angry. You're, like, you know, embittered or whatever. So that's kind of part of it in Ghostbusters 2, especially in the beginning with everyone kind of fighting and whatever. So there's that disgruntled aspect where you understand a little bit of why the people who live in New York are not going to pay any mind to the ghosts or would, would have forgotten about them. Well, and that's why or Dan Aykroyd... mad that that's Ghostbusters why... for spending money or wasting city money or whatever. Right, exactly. They'd be mad at them and that's why dan Aykroyd's cameo in the new movie makes me laugh because i'm like yeah that's what like a, a disgruntled new york cabbie would be like yeah he'd be like that's just a class three vapor what do you what do you care like right. who cares um so are there man. theories that he's like a link to the past or anything like that <sighs> theories no because ivan reitman kind of came out and said i didn't even want to do that right because I didn't want people to have theories. Right. I honestly... People want to have theories. Look at Westworld. Give us theories. Give us theories. We want to have that. Uh, I think that people... <sighs> I haven't even had my stress yet. We're about to get there. I think Sony <laughs> underestimated. There was some underestimation. And maybe in the back of their minds, maybe Ivan and Dan knew. But it was a little bit out of their control by the time the movie was being made. And... And now they're at the point where they're like, hey, it didn't work exactly like we wanted it to. So we're going to kind of like, like I said, take a deep breath and, and, and see where we can go from here. Mm-hmm. But I think they learned some lessons. They had to have learned some lessons. Do you guys agree with right. that at least? I think so. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was my stress. Yeah, I think that's why they're saying they have a lot of movies that they're Guys, I'm on. not going to lie. Serious that Ghostbusters talk? so serious. It feels good. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, it does. It's like exercise. Ooh. Something else. I feel good. I feel good. But anyways. Hey, I'm still stressed. Okay, so I'm stressed out. I was more stressed on Saturday than I have been in a very long time because I met Dave Bautista at the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. Um, That convention is, it's a little bit smaller. It's run by the same people who do Walker Stalker. Uh, We've mentioned it before. It is, um, it was at the uh, Congress Center, Atlanta World World Congress Center. Congress Center here in Atlanta. Um, so it was like a big space and I got up super early and I did my hair and I tried on like 25 different outfits and I landed on a pizza t-shirt. It's like a little ringer tee. I was very stressed about what I was going to wear to this. Um, because you sound like Jake, the photo. Well, yeah, Jake (laughs) and I always talk about pants stress. We talk about jacket stress, shirt stress. Oh, because you want to wear a shirt that's like representative of you or like maybe of the fandom. Like if you're taking a photo with someone from a specific movie, you're going to want, like I wanted to wear a Guardian shirt, but like I I already mentioned this. I didn't have one that I liked. I considered wearing a Rugrats shirt that I like just, I didn't even pick up this shirt. I had to send Craig on like a stress purchase run to Forever 21 to pick up this Rugrats shirt for me. And I didn't even wear it. Wore a pizza shirt. I don't even know why I'm talking about my shirt. I was so stressed out about it while I was in line. Everything about waiting in line to meet a celebrity at a convention is, like, really abnormal. And, like, it's just it's just weird. Like, you are there and it's going to be, like, like, everything inside of me was, like, bubbling up and, like, sweating. Like I said, there was, like, a lot of smells. Like, you're in line with all these people. I'm looking to the right of me. There's this girl with her backpack and she's ripping out this huge Ziploc bag just full of breath mints and at that point i'm like oh my god like i what a she's got her inhaler and her advil and like all of her stuff i'm like i should have thought to bring all my stuff with me too i only have my bag and it's got all my jackets in it and i'm very stressed right now and the line was moving um and what they basically do is like you you get in a very long line and they slowly move that line into like a very small um like a covered space like uh they have like sheets or something up and you know it's a smaller room so it's a more intimate 
space, but there's also more smells in it. Um, because Lots every- of smells. Everybody's just stressed out, so you're, like, excreting all these things, like, right before the point where you go up to take the photo with him. So I was standing uh, there when they brought us and ushered us in, like, cattle, um, and Craig, like, held my phone and held my bag, and it was at that moment that I looked up at Dave Batista, and he had this little, like, I don't know, what do you call it, like, a Kangle hat or a derby hat or something? It was a hat. Um, and he is so big and beautiful and amazing. And I was so stressed. I'd been running all these things through my head that I was going to say to him. Like I'd been looking up quotes. Um, I was getting mad at Craig because you weren't taking it as seriously as me as I was in line. Like you were up. I'm sorry. I didn't take waiting in that line so seriously. (laughs) I was checking my like bang piece every two seconds with my mirror and my phone. Um, bang piece. That's what they call it. That's what it is. <laughs> is that I, what you is that what you call Batista? Your yeah. bang piece? <laughs> He's my little bang. Oh, I wish, guys. I was like so nervous. <laughs> He's so big. Um, well, before I actually met him in line, like I walked past this little booth and I considered getting an autograph. And I was like, uh, it's you know, whatever, fifty or sixty bucks. It's a little pricey. The photograph is already like sixty five, so like, you know, it's my birthday weekend. I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna let it ride and like maybe come back for the autograph later, see how it goes. So I went and I got in line for the whole thing. Uh once I was finally in the room and you know, we're caught up back to where I left you guys off here, right before I walk up to Dave Batista, I was like staring at him and I completely like deer in the headlights froze. Um, and I smiled at him and I, I walked over a couple feet, you know, and, and saddled up next to him and slid my arm around his giant body and i was so stressed and i looked at him and i said you were my favorite character and like i didn't even specify which movie like it was from obviously i think he knows i think he knows but like as soon as i'm saying that like i I was going through the emotions of like being very dissatisfied with myself for not specifying like or not saying like a better thing to him and at that moment i look over and like the lady's taking my picture at that second i felt like sam weir and like freaks and geeks like when it's like oh like the the flash bulb (laughs) and you're like oh it's my stupidest face i just gave you and my bangs separated and i was very stressed and i saw the photo and i was very unhappy with it but i think that's just me because i'm a perfectionist and as i looked at it um i just i started to kind of really come around and realize that you know i guess that's like what it's like when you meet someone that you're like that into and that you have that like high of a like you know he's like an idol or an icon or whatever like his character in that movie um is really special to me and then he's just a really big impressive dude and i'm just like a little lady yeah he also yeah knowing his background knowing that he's like kind of like a quieter guy um and you know drax is a character like when we were in line you were reading articles to me about how like autistic kids and like people that are on that spectrum or whatever look up to drax as a character and how like you know people have have sent videos or letters and stuff like that i was like just getting really even more nervous and it wasn't making it any better um I felt like I flubbed it. I felt like I just, like, didn't say... I just felt... And he didn't respond when I told him that he was my favorite character, so I felt super dumb. <laughs> but it's like, what are you going to do, right? Like, you know... Well, I will... It's a great picture. You took a Thank great you. picture. You know, we, we saw your picture up on the uh, social media. <laughs> we saw the picture. And, uh... Listen, if I was going to ask Batista one question, it would be, why the hell did you get a tribal sun tattooed around your belly button? I wanted to, like, lift his little <laughs> shirt up and take a peek at it. That's um, the one thing I wanted to know more about. I mean, he's got a lot of tribal tattoos, and normally I'd look down on something like that. But let me tell you what. Once you're in Guardians of the Galaxy... It's you, cool. You get away with that kind of stuff. For life. Mm-hmm. For life. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. I was really excited to see you get to meet someone you really looked up to. Uh, obviously, listen... We're professionals, but we're we're fans. Why, this is why we do this podcast. We're giant nerd fans, and we we 
we love the things we love, we love them passionately, really hard. And the things we hate, we hate them really hard. We fucking hate um, them. And we hope that our listeners are the same way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's cool to meet someone like that. It, uh, that was me talking to Kristen Wiig at the uh, at the premiere over the summer. I was like stumbling over my words because she's somebody I love and I look up to. At and least you were talking. I was just staring at my phone, taking a million photos all at once. Like I and like they were all the same picture. It was all the same lighting, the same face. I couldn't talk. Like I get really really stressed when it's someone that's important to me. So that's okay. Yeah, it's totally okay. But Dave Batista, he's a big guy. He's just a big man. He's a big man. I'm a man. But it was super nice of him to do that. I'm sure he's fine. Wait a minute. Let's Train rewind. It's super nice of him was to make su- a bunch of money for himself. It was super nice of him to appear at the convention and let you pay him money <laughs> to take a picture. Dude, they made some money. They do make some money. I um, bet. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, we've talked about this before, but I don't, I don't think I've ever done like a – I've done like table photos where, you, you know, you get the autograph and pay 10 bucks for like a selfie or something. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, the pro photo op. And Dude, they're super strict about not having your phone out. Like, we all got yelled at for having our phones out in the, uh, like, the Walk of Fame area. Oh, right. We got a scolding. Well, because we were, we yeah, were we creeping did. on yeah. Emily DeRaven, uh, Claire from Lost. How can you not? My baby! And uh, we were legitimately <laughs> just looking at her, but also just on our phones. I just wanted to bring her some peanut butter. Give her a little... Yeah. I've never met a Lost... Well, here's a Have fun... We? Here's a fun... Uh, end of the show little discussion here okay who do you want to meet from lost specifically and why not who was your favorite character necessarily who would you want matthew to meet? fox because i just think he's unpredictable no um maybe <laughs> evangeline <laughs> lily because want... you might because nah. you might have to fend for your life <laughs> Yeah. It might get a little dangerous. Didn't he punch a bus driver? A woman on a party bus. He punched her in the boob. There you go. So I'm just going to protect everything. I'm going with Evangeline Lilly. Okay. Even though I know Kate's, like, kind of insufferable, she was one of my favorites, so it'd be really yeah. cool. And she's, I know, but, like, she's she's moved on to be an even cooler person, like, being Wasp or whatever. Like, that's kind of cool, right? That is cool. Well, she, I haven't seen the movie. It hasn't come out yet, but. but yeah, but she was in Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, that. She's cool. Cool. Jake? She's in the Hobbit. Um, uh, dude, I, I think. I mean, I, I think I would just go with uh, old John Locke, man. He uh, he was my favorite character, and uh, I just think it'd be cool to meet that guy. Terry um, O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. Yep. Uh, he he was also a uh, fun fact. He's in an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Very cool. Whoa. He's got, also in old school. Of, he plays bit. Luke Wilson's boss in old school. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I see him pop up in, like, things here and there. But, yeah, it'd probably be that dude just because, I mean, dude, John Locke was he, – he was a good character. He was taken before his time, and uh, I miss him. Too soon. Too right. soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Locke, man, he he might have been my favorite character. I mean, I, I was so bad – lost, I was always all over the place. Like, one day I was on, like, Daniel Faraday, and then the next day I was all – Oh, Josh the- Holloway. Josh, I love Sawyer. Jake does not I, love Sawyer. I does not like Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, Jake does not. You don't like, but you like Juliet. Elizabeth I did Mitchell. like Juliet. I love Elizabeth Mitchell. I'd meet her. Mm-hmm. I'd let her operate on me. <laughs> She's a doctor. Was she? Wasn't she a doctor? I think Jack. She was like yeah. an OBGYN. She was. She was. Yeah, she like was a reproductive. She was a doctor. So, yeah. I don't think I wanted it. <laughs> Well, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> oh. I'd let her give me Ooh, a pap smear. We'll see what happens. Right. Craig's getting a pap smear. I am. Hey. All right. 
That's uncomfortable. I was going to say Matthew Fox because Jack was my favorite character. Um, you going to ask him about his tattoo meaning? Maybe they could do a whole episode where they explore the meaning of his tattoos. By Ling. Oh. That's who I want to meet. Or maybe a Mr. Echo. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that dude's awesome and he's in everything. He is in everything. Yeah. Um, Wait. Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah. Never mind. Well, well, never mind. Don't want to meet him anymore. Um, all right. So my final answer is, see, I want to say Benjamin Linus, Michael Emerson. But yeah. he was just here at a convention. Young and I, Benjamin, and you didn't. And you didn't, and I didn't go. go meet him, so maybe that's not the answer. Maybe that isn't your answer. Uh, I'm going to go with also Matthew Fox. I'm going to go with Jack. Yeah. Um, on a party bus? On a party bus. Um, but also Desmond. I can't think of that guy's name. Oh, yeah. Desmond, yeah. Desmond I don't know his name. Yeah. I like well, there him. You there you go. We love Lost. There it is. Always good show. Yeah, bring it back to the island. Bring it back to the island. Um, Island. Mondo. Mondo. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks, hey. Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, thanks, Jake. Jake picked us up a, a lost print from Phantom City yep. Creative. It's and awesome. he can't keep a secret, so he just sent us a picture of it. Sent us a little <laughs> Well, Abby already knew. I do. And uh, I just, I was like, I couldn't hold it in. I had that picture in my phone because I sent it to Abby. And uh, I was like, I don't know when I'm going back to Atlanta. I'm just going to send Craig a picture of this thing I bought him. Right. Fuck it. Well, it's gorgeous, and we're going to frame it and put it up, and then... uh, Marry it. We're going to marry it. It's going to be good. Um, I don't have a lot of lost uh, memorabilia. Uh, I only have one of the action figures, and I don't have, like, the cool Blu-ray set. Um, But there's a lot of art for Lost out there. Right. We have that one cool package. What is that? Like, that has the VHS from... um... Oh, yeah. I was like, I think season five... DVD set. It's not the Blu-ray set, but it was like a special edition set that comes in Dharma packaging. Yeah, it has like the Dharma initiative like yeah, the, um, intro video yeah, and all that. The, so. yeah. It's really cool. Um, maybe next year for Dragon Con we should just bite the bullet, bullet and do some Dharma jumpsuits. You know, I always wanted to do a smoke monster in the parade, but I feel like that would take way too many Lost fans that actually <laughs> exist. But like, imagine all of us in like black bodysuits with like the noise and like a fog machine <laughs> and like some puppetry. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that sounds it was one, ridiculous. Yeah, it's not going to It was one of my first costume ideas, so, you know. Keeping that dream alive. It's going to happen. Lost is good. One year. They're due for a comeback. Yeah. I think it's about time, yeah. I've cried. Countless times. The three hardest. Uh, we'll end on this note. The three <laughs> hardest times we're, I've cried. We're doing our hardest cries. These are my hardest close cries. It out. My hardest cries had to be. I'll just do my top two. My grandmother's funeral and the Lost series finale were my two hardest cries of my life. Uh, I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure which one was harder. But <laughs> I never – I, I, the next morning – I remember going to work the next morning. I had the emptiest feeling. Heaviness. It was – if I can only compare it to – Listen, I'm not going to actually compare it to a death in the family. It was much worse than that. God. Um, <laughs> you wish it felt like that. <laughs> I wish I would have been able to go to Dairy Queen and just right. enjoy my ice cream. <laughs> it felt like getting dumped. It felt like getting broken up with. It felt like this had been a big part of my life for so long, and now it is just gone. Yeah. That last episode was, was so sweet. It's almost like that last time with them right before they break up with you forever and ever and break your heart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it was like emotional heart. Str- and it's just, oh, and they're in the sideways universe. And right re- when when Juliet and Sawyer recognize each other and when Jack realizes he's dead and then uh. you actually 
How, when has a show... Spoiler. Lost spoilers. When has a show ever shown you a character realizing he was dead before they showed you uh, him dying? Yeah. Like, that was just... It yeah. just messed with me, man. Yeah. Um, are you about to cry? I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> I'm getting so upset. I'm just, I'm, Guys, I'm, you're literally I'm, crying. I, I'm, just, I'm holding Play-Doh, and I'm just crying right now. That's what's um, happening. Play-Doh's our cat. Play-Doh's not no, our... No. It's actually Play-Doh. Yes. Um... I like to play with things. Those might be the first tears ever on uh, YHS. No. Okay. I've cried. You cry. Guys, I cry. You cry. Why'd you cry? Oh. <laughs> I cry a lot. Well, that was it. That was some stress. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good, so, good bit good of stress, stress. there. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks to everyone for the birthday wishes, by the way. I was going to say that lastly. To bring this up a couple notches from all the tears, um, I really appreciated all the memes and stuff that everyone sent. And uh, John Yorkaba, I feel like I'm always thanking him for drawings, but he made, like, a really special one for my birthday. It had my cats and my sleeveless shirt and my giant Gatling gun and Jake and Craig. And I, that, was the, that was when I was crying the hardest. Most, like, over the weekend was when I got that. And, and it just... That picture made me really happy. So thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone who made my birthday special. Thank you, Jake, for getting it for me. Thank you, Hal, for getting an amazing screen cell of uh, uh, Slimer with boobs from the animated series, uh, The Real Ghostbusters. And uh, Craig, you got me some amazing books. I got Cujo. I got a really nice copy of The Shining. Um, Flannery O'Connor. I got, like, a cute little print of a cat that looks like uh, Chucky. So that's great. And I had a great birthday. And hanging out on the mountain was, like, one of the most special fucking things I have ever done with any friends ever. And I will always forget it. I'll never forget. I will always, I will always forget, forget it. it. I will, I'll never forget it. It's just, it was a really <laughs> special time. I get choked up thinking about it still. So thank you everyone for hanging out and for making my birthday special. Absolutely. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us for this uh, Thanksgiving extravaganza. We've been giving thanks. Yeah. We gave thanks for Ghostbusters, for Lost. Next week, it's all complaints. Yes. Next week, we're moving into the... We're going to say things like, you know, it's not even Christmas yet, and people already have their uh, Columbus Day de- decorations up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's going to be a war on Christmas. It's good. Next week, the war on Christmas. That's, uh, the, that's the title of the episode. Yeah. We brought the war. Uh, who, who brought the dog? <laughs> they, All right. they brought the war on Christmas to <laughs> us. <laughs> but what they underestimated Hell was... here. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> All right. Um... Everybody, thank you so much. As always, uh, this is going to be a plea. Please, I beg of you, find us on iTunes. Search Yes Have Some. Subscribe. That way you don't have to go find the episode. You don't have to click on any Facebook links. Yeah. It's going to pop up in your feed on your iTunes app uh, or your, your podcast app or your downcast app, whatever uh, podcast app you use for uh, your phone. Uh, it will automatically download anytime we put up a new episode every week. And... Uh, Please go to iTunes. Please leave us a five-star rating. It helps us a lot. Uh, it helps us. Uh, it helps us. Just all you need to know. And that way you can give us some feedback. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us if you like our math equations. Yeah, tell us I can do more math on the show yeah, if you we, guys want me to. We can be geometry all the time. So I can just um, do it. Find us on iTunes. Search Yes Have Some. Obviously, you can go to the website, yeshavesomecast.com. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at YHS Podcast. We have the holidays coming up. Yeah. We will be posting all photos, all sorts of stuff. We're going to be buying toys. We're going to do some holiday wish lists. We want you guys to get on Facebook.com slash Yes Have Some Cast. Tell us what you want. Tap, get what, on the what, are your, what are your, uh, what do you want this year? What toys are stressing you out? What do you got to have? I was just telling Jake today there's a new 12 inch Hellraiser uh, from Mezco at Toys R Us. It's stressful. We got to hmm. get it. 
Yeah. Stressfully. Uh, I got to go buy it now. Thanks. So, uh, thanks. Check us out on social media. We, we, uh, this is our 39th episode. Uh, we're having a ton of fun doing this and we got big plans for the new year. Uh, and we just enjoy everybody's uh, interaction. We love it. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you, people. Thank you, people. Thanks for people. Thanks for people. Hey. Lord. <laughs> thank. No, we never thank Who? that. We thank Lord. Who? The singer. Oh, she's dark cute. Lord? She is cute. Oh. The Dark Lord. Star Lord. Sith Lord. Star Lord. Um, thank Star-Lord, you, Star Lord. Dark Lord. Sith we got- Dear Star Lord. <laughs> and then, hey, uh, it's me, Margaret. I don't want to stress anybody else out, but uh, we're about three weeks away from a little movie called... A Star Wars. Oh, whoa! Hey, Kathleen Kennedy came out this week and said there will be no scroll at the beginning of this movie. What the fuck? Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, that would have been holy shit! I didn't know that was happening. Ew. Why are they doing that? That's upsetting. They want to differentiate. They want this to feel different. Why? I don't want it to feel different. I want it to feel the same. Jake and I are very upset. You're gonna have to talk to us a lot longer now. I want that scroll. Uh, I want my scroll. You scroll that. You give me a scroll. I'm already working on my fan edit of yeah. uh, Rogue oh One. Uh, the scroll is <laughs> gonna be gonna like project their fan edit. Uh, uh, Rogue One. A disturbance in the Force. Slash <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy decided not to put a scroll in this movie. How uh, idiot! No, it's that's gonna it's be just gonna be tonight. it's just gonna be a uh, Rogue One takes place before the original trilogy, yeah, and that's, then that's it. That's it. It's gonna be <laughs> just the shortest little clip of music ever. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. That's stressful. Uh, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Saying, we bring back the scroll. Bring back the scroll. Episode title. Bring back the scroll. Bring back the scroll. That's it. So and next title, War on Christmas. Next up, I like how we've been discovering our episode titles deep into these episodes. Deep, deep. <laughs> we gotta. We're deep in the game. It's gotta wander. Um, it's a rabbit hole. Thank you, guys. Jake, Abigail. Yes. Uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I hope that Oh, you, we're talking in the future? We're talking in the future. Talk, this is the future. Oh, okay. And we hope that uh, you survived your families, because God knows we might not. Yeah. <laughs> we hope the Yes Have Some podcast can help you recover from your Thanksgiving. Right. I'm going to need some, some stress time next there week we to talk. All right. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next time. See you on the other side. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, very strong bye-bye, bye-bye to close it. Bye-bye. Very nice. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Borat. Borat. Bye-bye. Oh, good. We're doing our weakest close. <laughs> bye-bye. 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 Okay. Bye. That's good. Bye.